ಸುಸುದೇವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಾರಾಯಣ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ್ಯ ನರಂಜೀವನರೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವಿ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ವ್ಯಾಸನ್ ತೋಜಯ ಮುದೀರಷ್ಟಪ್ರಾಯೇಷಭದ್ರೇಶು ನಿತ್ಯಂಭಾಗೋತ್ಸೇವೆಯಗವತೀತಮ್ಲೋಕೆ ಭಕ್ತಿರ್ಭವತಿ ನೈಷ್ಟಿಕಿ ಬಿಲ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಫುಡ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಫೋರ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಫೋರ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಟೂ ಸುಹೃದ್ರಿಕ್ಷ ಪ್ರತಿಘ್ರಾತುರ್ಮನ್ನ ಸುಹೃದ್ರಿಕ್ಷಾತುರ್ಮನ ಸ್ನೇಹಾರುದತಿಶ್ರು ಕಲಾತಿವೀಹ್ಲ ಸ್ನೇಹಾರುದತಿಶ್ರು ಕಲಾತವಿಹ್ಲ ಪ್ರದಕ್ಷತಿವೈಕ್ಷತಾತವೇಪತು ಪ್ರದಕ್ಷತಿ ಇವ ಐಕ್ಷತ ಜಾತವೇಪತು ಸುಹೃದ್ರಿಕ್ಷಾಫ್ಟಿಸೈರ್ ಟು ಸೀ ಹರ್ ರಿಲೇಟಿವ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರತಿಘಾತ ದ ಪ್ರಿವೆನ್ಷನ್ ದುರ್ಮನ ಫೀಲಿಂಗ್ ಸಾರಿ ಸ್ನೇಹ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಅಫೆಕ್ಷನ್ ರುದತಿ ಕ್ರೈಂಗ್ ಅಶ್ರುಕಲಾ ಬೈ ಡ್ರಾಪ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಟಿಯರ್ಸ್ ಅತಿ ವಿಹ್ವಲ ವೆರಿ ಮಚ್ ಅಫ್ಲಿಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ಭವಂ ಲಾಡ್ ಶಿವ ಭವಾನಿ ಸತಿ ಅಪ್ರತಿಪುರುಷಂ without an equal or rival rusha with anger pradakshati to blast eva as if aikshata looked at jatave patuhu shaking translation purport by stevan grish ac bhakti vidanta swami shila prabhupad ki jai Sati felt very sorry at being for, forbidden to go see her relatives at her father's house. And due to affection for them, tears fell from her eyes. Shaking and very much afflicted, she looked at her uncommon husband, Lord Shiva, as if she were going to blast him with her vision. Purport. The word Aprati Purusham 
used in this verse means one who has no equal. Lord Shiva has no equal in the material world in regard to equality towards everyone. <coughs> His wife Sati knew that her husband was equal towards everyone. So why in this case was he so unkind to his wife that he did not allow her to go to her father's house? This distressed her more than she could tolerate. And she looked at her husband as if she were ready to blast him with her vision. In other words, since Lord Shiva is the Atma, Shiva also means Atma. It is indicated here that Sati <coughs> was prepared to commit suicide. Another meaning of the word Aprati Purusha is the personality who has no rival. Since Lord Shiva could not be persuaded to give her permission, Sati took shelter of a woman's last weapon, weeping, which forces a husband to agree to the proposal of his wife. Thus ends the Bhakti Vedanta purport. So, <clears throat> Sati, though she heard everything that she had told, somehow her, her desire to see the relatives had overtaken everything else due to her affection for them. And therefore, then Lord Shiva, through his advice, forbid her to go to her father's house. She became very much afflicted. She knew that her husband is actually an uncommon husband, Aprati Purusham. Yet, she was looking at him as if she was going to blast him with her vision. So Lord Shiva, being a very great personality, who definitely is equal to everyone, though he is equal to everyone, she was thinking, why this unkindness to me? that I should not go to my father's house. But actually Lord Shiva gave her the freedom. He never considered, he never told don't go. As we saw in the previous chapter end, the ending, Lord Shiva said, <clears throat> you please decide, but these are the consequences. But she was upset because she did not get the consent or the positive consent or or agreement from her husband that she should go. Because she didn't get that agreement from the husband that she should go, because that is the nature of a chaste wife. A chaste wife always acts according to the advice of the husband. And Sati also, even though Technically, freedom was given to go, but she knew that he is not happy with it. Why are you not happy? She wants to please the husband also. She wants to please her desire to. 
she wants to please her husband by getting a yes from the husband but the husband would say no would not say yes he said no so that this created a conflict in her mind and she was in a very uh, angry state of mind and is in this angry state of mind she took a decision to go and visit daksha now let's see what happens later text 3 tatro tato vinishwasya sati vihayatam shokena roshena cha duyata hrida pitro raghat strena vimuda dhirgrahan premnatmano yo radham adatsatam priyaha thereafter sati left her husband lord shiva who had given her half his body due to affection breathing very heavily because of anger and bereavement she went to the house of her father this less intelligent act was due to her being a weak woman purport according to the vedic conception of family life the husband gives half his body to his wife and the wife gives half her body to her husband in other words a husband without a wife or a wife without a husband is incomplete vedic marital relationship existed between lord shiva and sati but sometimes due to weakness a woman becomes very much attracted to the members of her father's house and this happened to sati in this verse it is specifically mentioned that she wanted to leave such a great husband as shiva because of her womanly weakness in other words womanly weakness exists even in relationship between husband and wife generally a separation between husband and wife is due to womanly behavior divorce takes place due to womanly weakness the best course for a woman to abide by the orders of her husband this makes the family life very peaceful sometimes there may be misunderstandings between husband and wife as found even in such an elevated family relationship as that of sati and lord shiva but a wife should not leave her husband's protection because of such a misunderstanding if she does so it is understood to be due to her womanly weakness so sati finally decide to go and <clears throat> breathing heavily because of anger she did the less intelligent act of going against lord shiva's instruction and it is said here that this was due to her being a weak woman so propat says that the vedic conception of family life there the family is considered like a one body there one half of the body of that body is the husband other half of the body is the wife so there is a family unity in this conception of <coughs> being each other's half and therefore family life persist as long as 
there is oneness. And Prabhupada explains here that when there is differences like this, then there is a separation. It's not a very favorable thing in the family when there is this kind of a uh, separation between husband and wife. And it is said here by Prabhupada, his Vedic, his, his, uh, through his wisdom, Prabhupada is explaining here that even such exalted relationship between Sati and Shiva, there was this weakness. And he explains that this weakness as exemplified in this very, very uh, act of Sati, great personality like Sati and Lord Shiva in their family, there was this separation and Prabhupada says it is due to the womanly behavior, which was very obvious here. Lord Shiva was perfectly situated and it is Sati who actually could not see things as they are as explained by Lord Shiva and she, her emotions, her desire, her attachment to her relatives more than the attachment to her own husband caused her to leave and not to listen to his instruction and Prabhupada says that she lost the protection of her husband. When you disobey the husband, then you leave, lose the protection. When you are under their, when you are under the husband's protection, then you actually get all. The, you can share all the good karma of the husband. When the wife separates, then the karmas also separate. Text four. Tamanu gagachandruta vikramam satim ekam trinetra anucharaha sahasrashaha. Saparshada yaksha maniman madadaya purovrishendrastarasagatavyataha. When they saw Sati living alone very rapidly, thousands of Lord Shiva's disciples, headed by Maniman and Mada, quickly followed her with his bull, Nandi, in front and accompanied by the Yakshas. Purport. Sati was going very fast so that she might not be checked by her husband. But she immediately followed by many thousands, she was followed by many thousands of disciples of Lord Shiva, headed by Yakshas, Maniman and Mada. The word Gatavyataha used in this connection means without fear. Sati did not care that she was going alone, therefore she was most almost fearless. The word Anucharaha is also significant for it indicates that Lord Shiva's disciples were always ready to sacrifice anything for Lord Shiva. All of them could understand the desire of Lord Shiva who did not want Sati to go alone. Anucharaha means those who can immediately understand the purpose of their master. So, Lord Shiva He is surrounded by thousands and thousands of disciples. They immediately, they understood the difference. There was some difference between Shiva and Sati. And naturally when they saw that Sati was going alone, they all followed her or they gave full support to her. 
with Nandi in the front, accompanied by Yakshas. They all followed her, giving her protection. Anucharaha means those who are immediate, those who can immediately understand the purpose of their master. So naturally, they all they are being disciples of <coughs> Lord Shiva, and Lord Shiva having decided not to go, they all understood the desire of the master without being explicitly mentioned or directed. They all, on their own, they decided they understood the mind of the master and went along with Sati. Text five. Tam Sarika Kanduka Dharpanam Bhujam Sveta Tapatra Vejana Sraka Divihi Gita Yene Dunduvi Shankavenu Bir Vrishendram Arupya Vitankita Yayu. The disciples of Lord Shiva arranged for Sati to be seated on the back of a bull and gave her the bird, which was her pet. They bore a lotus flower, a mirror and all such paraphernalia for her enjoyment and covered her with great canopy. Followed by a singing party with drums, conch shells and bugles, the entire procession was a pompous as a royal parade. Text 6 Prasijishtam Vibudascha Sarvashaha Mridharva Ayaha Kanchana Dharba Charmabir Nishrishta Bhandham Yajanam Samavishat. She then reached her father's house where the sacrifice was being performed and entered the arena where everyone was chanting the Vedic hymns. The great sages, Brahmanas, demigods were all assembled there. And there were many sacrificial animals as well as pots made of clay, gold, stone, gold, grass, skin, which were all requisite for the sacrifice. Purpose. When learned sages and brahmanas assembled to chant Vedic mantras, <clears throat> some of them also engaged in arguing about the conclusion of the scriptures. Thus some of the sages and brahmanas were arguing and some of them were chanting the Vedic mantras. So the entire atmosphere was surcharged with transcendental sound vibration. This transcendental sound vibration has been simplified in the transcendental vibration Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. In this age, no one is expected to be highly educated in the Vedic ways of understanding because people are very slow, lazy and unfortunate. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya has recommended the sound vibration of Hare Krishna and in the Srimad Bhagavatam it is also recommended Yajnai Sankirtanai Praye Rejantihi Sumeja Shaha At the present moment it is impossible to get rather to gather sacrificial necessities because of the poverty of the population and their lack of knowledge in Vedic mantras. Therefore for this age it is recommended that people gather together and chant the Hare Krishna mantra to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is accompanied by his associates. 
Indirectly, this indicates Lord Chaitanya, who is accompanied by his associates, Nityananda, Advaita and others. This is a process of performing yajna in this sacrifice. Another significant point in this verse is that there were animals for sacrifice. These, that these animals were meant for sacrifice does not mean that they were meant to be killed. The great sages and realized souls assembled were performing yajnas and their realization was tested by animal sacrifice. Just as in modern science, tests are made on animals to determine the effectiveness of a particular medicine. The brahmanas interested with the performance of yajna were very self-realized. And to test their realization, an old animal was offered in fire and rejuvenated. That was the test of a Vedic mantra. The animals gathered were not meant to be killed and eaten. The real purpose of a sacrifice was not to replace a slaughterhouse, but to test a Vedic mantra by giving an animal new life. Animals were used to test the power of Vedic mantras and not for meat. <coughs> so, once she reached there, she saw that there were elaborate arrangements for the sacrifice and uh, great sages, the brahmanas, demigods, they all have assembled there and also all the ingredients for the sacrifice plus there were certain animals also for meant for sacrifice. And she saw that the brahmanas, sages, they were all um, chanting the mantras and the entire atmosphere was charged with transcendental vibration. And Prabhupada explains there and that's how, that's where she enters the sacrificial arena. Prabhupada says that these, all these mantras are actually compressed in the Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Normally, so many Vedic mantras are there for different purposes, to be chanted by different people for different kinds of effect in human society. So all these things were compressed, are compressed, Prabhupada explains here. In the Bhagavatam it says that the yajna, in Kali Yuga is Sankirtana Ajna. So all these are different kinds of Ajnas. A human being, a civilized human being has to perform different kinds of Ajnas in his life, in his daily routine and in his life. A family man or a single man or different, different individuals within the Varnashrama society Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra, they are all supposed to, even Shudra is supposed to take part, though not perform. So various kind of yajnas were being, being <coughs> is part of the duty, are very much existent in, in, in a, a, a model Vedic Varnashrama society. Now, all these things are no longer in proper order in Kali Yuga. The society itself is not in proper order. There is no social system 
as prescribed in the vedas today everything is almost like a polished human life it's almost like a polished animal life even if somebody is interested in doing following all these things it is not possible to follow all these things because one cannot accumulate all the necessary ingredients for such yajna nor do they get the proper brahmanas to chant these mantras so therefore this is out of question to do this standard kind of vedic yajnas in this yuga in this kali yuga therefore bhagavatam has revealed the secret that krishna varnam tusha krishnam sangopangastra parshadam yajnai sankirtana prayer yajantihi sumedashaha as propaj is saying here that indirectly this indicates lord chaitanya why krishna varnam tusha krishna a krishna is not non blackish color sangopanga parshadam that means he is accompanied by all his uh, associates like lord nityananda advaita and all and yajnai sankirtane prayer what are they are engaged in sankirtana yajna and they are pleased by sankirtana yajna is meant to please lord chaitanya and lord nityananda and this yajna contains all other yajna this mantra contains all other mantras it is a special because it's krishna's name just like when krishna came 5000 years back it is described that all the scheduled incarnations were also within his body that means all the scheduled incarnations vishnu chirodaksha vishnu garbodaksha all all of them are within him not only that even the virat rupa the form of the material universe form and substance of the material universe which includes all our bodies and all demigods every bodies and everything in existence that is called virat rupa if you take the entire universe the entire universe is the virat rupa of the super soul the super soul is the soul of this universe so even that was also in the schedule incarnation when mother ashoda asked krishna to open his mouth to check if he has eaten mud she saw the entire universal form inside his mouth so even everything exist everything in existence is in krishna's body now the same thing everything in existence is also in krishna's name all mantras are in krishna's name all yajnas are within sankirtana yajna all japas are within krishna nama japa in other words if you do japa if you do sankirtana if you do dt worship etc etc 
all the different things centered around Krishna, then in Kali Yuga, that is the only thing that is possible. Possible means most effective. All other things are not required to be done at all. Material world itself is in a topsy-turvy situation, upside down. Therefore, people do not have peace. And as time goes, goes by, people's life becomes so much interconnected and so complicated that they will not have any peace. Life itself becomes so fast. People have no time for themselves. They are completely running behind existence in this material world. How to exist? How to eat? How to sleep? Because even sleep you won't get. This age you can see in this, even in modern times we see, sleep is a big problem for, for everybody. It is one of their primary necessities, eating, sleeping, mating, defending. He may have a very big salary, but he is not, with that salary, he is not able to sleep properly. He may have very big business, but with that he is not able to meet one of his basic necess material necessities. So even material necessities people are not able to meet and therefore they become very frustrated. But they are short-circuiting the Vedic way of life, they are short-circuiting the way of human life. Might as well become animal, because in animal all these niceties are not there. So this is the way the Vaishnavas, from the point of view of Bhagavatam, the beginning of, sees the world, the devotees of Srimad Bhagavatam, see the world as the beginning of Kali Yuga. All principles of Dharma have, have are the normal, what is normal material life itself is not available for the living entity. So Krishna being the Supreme Personality of God, had he compensate for all this. And Lord Chaitanya who, is, who appears after Lord Krishna, mercifully distributes this mercy of Hare Krishna Mahamantra for a small period. <clears throat> then Kali Yuga will go full speed. We guess that is 10,000 years. Because Prabhupada said 10,000 years this Sankirtana will influence in this material world. So rest of the time of course always Krishna Nama is there in Kalikale Krishna Nama Rupavatara. But in this particular period, in the beginning of the Kali Yuga like inaugurated by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then recently inaugurated by Srila Prabhupada all over the world. This Krishna Nama Sankirtana is actually creating, is transforming thousands and thousands of people to become Krishna conscious, to change their lifestyle.
Normally, for somebody who is in Tamaguna to come to Satoguna or even give up all the bad habits, it is very difficult. It is very, very difficult. Through the Vedic process itself is very difficult. Gradual evolution. But you see, miraculously, in this Krishna consciousness movement, we come in touch with Prabhupada and so quickly we have a change in our consciousness. So much so that we don't want to associate with our old consciousness. That itself shows. There's clearly an old consciousness and a new consciousness. And we don't want to associate with the old consciousness. That means the new consciousness is of a higher taste than the low consciousness. This kind of consciousness replacement itself is the evidence of the power of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Because we are experiencing it, we take it for granted. But people don't transform in the outside world so fast. In any aspect, even materially also they don't transform so fast. They are what they are. Their learning is very, very slow. So we, not a question of learning, we are, we are, we are, we just are, we were dipped in something else before and we are taken out and dipped in something else. We are dipped in the Sankirtana, dipped in the Holy Name, in the Vaishnava Association. It's completely a different experience is, is what can never be achieved by any gradual process of Vedic elevation. Following the Karma Kanda, following the Jnana Kanda of the Vedas, or even the Upasana Kandas of the Vedas, worshipping various demigods, all these things. It will not take us anywhere near the effect of beginning to chant Hare Krishna. The living entity does a huge jump in his consciousness. There are 84 lakh species of life. Out of that, 4 lakh species of human consciousness. Tamoguna to Sattuguna. And just by chanting Hare Krishna, the devotee rises up to the top level of the 4,000. 4,000 also are like demigods. But actually devotees go beyond demigod also. In the sense, even ordinary devotees, even a, even a devotee who is six months also in his God, goes beyond the demigods. But he may not be able to remain there for long. So he is up and down he goes. But he has got glimpse of, uh, even one day if he attend full absorption in sadhana and sankirtana, he will feel beyond the demigods. And then again he'll fall down. Because it's a sudden jump. He may fall from, uh, he may fall down to the lowest of 4,000 also. But again he will chant Hare Krishna. Next day, <laughs> again he will chant Hare Krishna. It will lift him beyond 4,000. Consciousness goes like that. But by continuous association with the holy name, one should understand, sometimes devotees feel very depressed. Prabhu, I am not able to be steady in Krishna consciousness. I would say, if you are sometimes Krishna conscious, it is a great blessing. 
Don't forget about steady. <laughs> so you should understand. The, maybe I am not able to steady in Krishna consciousness, but I am talking about being in Krishna consciousness. That means I have experienced something. Be, be in that Krishna consciousness. So it's a stage. So the sadhana bhakti is a stage where we constantly associate with Krishna in his different forms, in devotional service, in their respective forms. Seva of the deities, seva of the spiritual master, seva of the devotees, seva of the holy name, seva of the prasadam. So we do all this association by seva. And we become steady in our Krishna consciousness. It's a direct process. Prabhupada always gives the example of Krishna consciousness. He's like going in a lift. Whereas going through all the other processes is just like you know going up the staircase. So Krishna consciousness, and that's also that going up the staircase is called uh, pravritti marga, and going in the lift is called nivritti marga. So that is the reason why when we are performing sankirtana, when we are part of the sankirtana movement. We don't give so much value to all these karmakandic restrictions. If devotion service has to be done, we will do devotion service. Even if it means it is not uh, according to the Vedic uh, understanding, uh, favorable, all those things. No. We just go ahead and do it. Because that is the most important thing. Because that is the purpose of all the Vedas. To serve Krishna is the purpose of the Vedas. Vedas is Vedya. So, that is the reason why we do not introduce a lot of all these Vedic rituals. Even if we do Homa, we do Narsimha Homa, we do Homa for initiation, Vaishnava Homa, Narsimha Homa. The Homa, there are varieties of Homas. That's, get into all those things, it's, it's uh, another forest of prescriptions in the Vedas. Homas. We stick to only the Vaishnava Homas. We chant Hare Krishna, Vaishnava Mantras. Any questions? Hare Krishna Prabhu. One of the quality of a pure devotee is Daksha, expert. So Prabhupada, before going to Western world, when he in the those decades he was trying in India and uh, attempts were not manifesting in form of the external results. So how to understand Prabhupada was still exhibiting the quality of expertness in a transcendental way? Daksha expert doesn't mean you have to get results. Whatever you do, you do expertly. So, why Daksha means you have to be successful. You are expert in the process. Whatever you are doing, you are expert in the process. The result is always in the hands of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That kind of Daksha in the material world, expert, normally people mean, your expert means you are expert in producing results. 
But Vaishnavas are not after, they know results are not in our hands. The Supreme Lord is easy. So therefore, Prabhupada was Daksha, he was expert. What does expert mean? Basic thing here, Prabhupada's expert, expertness was he was always Krishna conscious. He was trying to preach in India in different ways. He was in India and he was expert in performing his 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 bhajan. It is his expertness in India, where he stayed in Vrindavan and did his bhajan, as witnessed by many many witnesses, that how intense he was in his japa in his writing in Radha Damodar. So, all that he did was, so short-sighted thinking should not be there. That if there is no result, there is no expertise. One should, one should, Daksha means he is expert in his work. Whatever he can, whatever best he can do, he will do in service of the Lord. Even there also, if there is some material mistakes, there is no material perfection. Just like Prabhupada writes in Srimad Bhagavatam introduction, even if so many mistakes are there, he quotes this sloka also. One should ignore those things, grammatical mistakes or this or that. One can say that grammatical mistake, that means he was not expert in language. Any other question? Hi, sure. So this, I just heard that consciousness fluctuates and uh, we are in one level of consciousness and we go up and down. But uh, uh, the objective, even if when we go to a higher level of consciousness, is to go more higher. The objective is to keep increasing our consciousness. So, how can, is it that if you are in a level of consciousness and you uh, think that in this life itself you want to achieve the highest level of consciousness is it being fruitive or be- because basically our consciousness i feel dips down because we are fruitive in other things to get results no our consciousness dip, uh, dips down so is it in the similar way to go to a higher level of consciousness thinking about that and endeavoring for that uh, thinking about it is it being fruitive or how to avoid? Uh, should we avoid and how to avoid? No, you cannot avoid being having a goal in life. Having a goal in life is not the meaning of fruitive. Fruitive means for our fruits, for fruits for sense gratification, gross and subtle sense gratification. That is fruit, a normal fruitive activity. Because originally we have a human being, a soul means he has desires. Desires for oneself is called fruity. Desires for pleasing Krishna, that is called devotional service. And one of the items that pleases Krishna, the first thing that pleases Krishna 
is if you become krishna conscious therefore you see our desire to be krishna conscious our desire to elevate our consciousness is not coming under the fruitive or selfishness so our desire to be krishna conscious is very pleasing to the lord what is it that how can we please krishna now we are so impure how can we please krishna now when we chant hare krishna also how can we please krishna krishna is very pleased by hearing you chant his name the the so purely you are chanting and so nicely you are serving the nama he is pleased by that no just like a pure devotee who is uttering krishna nama calling out to krishna it pleases krishna directly now our chanting also pleases krishna but you should understand how it pleases krishna it pleases krishna because the lord we are his part and parcel so we are taking shelter of his name we have taken shelter of sadhana bhakti just like how if the your your son is loitering in the world and finally the the son decides that okay i have to go back to my parents and then he takes a train which leads to the city where his parent is there and the parents come to know of it are they happy because he is going to reach let's go and receive him train is going to arrive he has sat in the train already suppose somebody somebody again now in some station he jumps away then again the lord is not very happy so just being in this train gives pleasure to krishna we are in the boat of shila prabhupad we follow the boat follow the captain of the boat so as long as we follow the instruction of shila prabhupad whether the act itself is directly giving pleasure quality of pleasure spiritual pleasure because we are not chanting shuddha nama how can we give that quality of pleasure if you want krishna to be pleased by your chanting then you have to chant with your spiritual tongue and spiritual mind then that is that that chanting is directly pleasing to him now the pleasing is you are pleasing the instruction of you are pleasing the spiritual master so therefore we say when we say because all often devotees say we, we, we chant hare krishna we do devotions is to please krishna we say and then we tend to think okay is this directly pleasing krishna is krishna smiling is is giving me a smile because i did this that's not the level of our devotion service our level of devotion service is pleased with our following the instructions of shila prabhupad and is pleased with us because we are staying in this train we are sitting in the boat we are not jumping out of the boat back into the samsara so the body of instructions of shila prabhupad that is a boat and he is a captain means this boat is made up of his instructions so if our life is immersed every moment in the instruction of shila prabhupad we are in this boat
So being in this boat pleases Krishna. Various instructions being followed. So it's a, fact, it's a fact that Krishna is pleased, whether directly or indirectly, Krishna's pleasure is pleasure. But one should know what is the quality of how we are pleasing. How we are pleasing the Lord. So directly, sadhaka directly pleasing the Lord by his a sadhaka pleasing the Lord by his very activities, which is pleasurable to the Lord, is only for a pure devotee. Another question. Second question is can I ask? So this last class you were you were saying that while rendering service, one must um, uninterruptedly associate with Nama. Uh, but one must one must uninterruptedly associate with holy name. So but uh, practically when we apply this, uh, how do we apply this is the thing. So if, say, suppose you're rendering some service and then you're chanting, it may sometimes disturb the service. So, That is why to feel uh, feel concretely the pleasure in devotion service, pleasure of the Lord in devotion service. One has always has to think of pleasing Guru and Krishna. Then it is realistic. If you try to think that this, then what happens? Then immediately you will understand. Yeah, Prabhupada is pleased because Prabhupada has done what all pleases him. So, pleasing Krishna directly, that concept is a little difficult. Unless one has got the idea. Of course, when we talk normally, we say pleasing Krishna, Krishna. But Krishna means Guru Krishna for a disciple. Devotion service to Krishna means devotion service to Guru and Krishna. So, when that understanding is there, then it becomes very realistic. So we can concretely feel you are doing something, let's say you are doing preaching. What did Prabhupada say about that? Oh yes, I know Prabhupada like this. Well, let's say I build a temple, then Prabhupada like this. Or I go out and distribute a book. Prabhupada likes it. Therefore Krishna likes it. So you can feel the pleasure of Guru more than trying to see the pleasure of Krishna. Pleasure of Guru is pleasure of Krishna. Yasya Prasadat, Bhagavat Prasadat. So that, if you, if you go directly to Krishna, then all these things will only be, you will not feel concreteness. How do I know Krishna is pleased? Easier to know how Prabhupada is pleased. Easier to know. 
वृंदरा श्रीमद्भागवतम की जय जगद गुरु शिल प्रभुपाद की जय